Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Located east of Monterey in Central California, the San Benito County Historical Society is a nonprofit historical society that operates a museum in the beautiful historic downtown district of Hollister, and it also has a historical park. It's like its own village of buildings, historic buildings in Tres Pinos, which is a small historic community uh, right near the eastern entrance to Pinnacles National Park. We're very excited to have Anita Kane join us here on Big Blend Radio today. She's going to talk about the museum's exhibit, the research archives, how to get into your family history. Maybe you're related to the Steinbecks. You Ooh. never know, right? Um, and also we're going to talk about this amazing historical park. Nancy and I, uh, we've made videos there. We've, had, uh, we've done a lot of interviews and spent time out there. It is really a destination well worth putting on your list when you are in Central California. I um, mean, they have cool events like Civil War Days and uh, also Bluegrass Festivals. We so, like those. Yeah, yeah. So uh, the website is sbchistoricalsociety.org, uh, obviously standing for San Benito County. Uh, so sbchistoricalsociety.org. Anita, welcome back. I was to say, hi, how are you? I, we talked to you a lot. So how are you doing? Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, it's always nice to chat with you guys. Yeah, so, this yeah, is exciting. We're doing great. We yeah, had a busy summer. So. Yeah, yeah, you guys are always doing something in San Benito County, and uh, it's such an interesting place because you have farming history, ranching history, wine, olives. You know, you've got the historic downtown district. Um, but it just really, we always say this, and all the beauty, right? All the nature trails, and uh, Nancy right. and I always say that this is true, authentic California, Central California. Don't you think it's? You've got that yeah, and the seismic activity. Don't forget that. Oh yeah, that's right. A little bit of geology <laughs> little, movement, little geological, always a little extra little excitement. <laughs> yeah, you got it. You guys are. Yeah, you've got those tectonic plates underneath you that are moving and saying, "Hey, I'm the San Andreas Fault." Right. <laughs> uh, but everyone, you're pretty safe when you go there. We've been there a few times and uh, enjoyed every second of it. The historical society. Uh, the first place we went to was the museum, and uh, so it's easy to get to. And it's part of the, there's like a historical walking tour that you can take when you're in the downtown area. Um, and the buildings are fascinating. But this is in what's the, the Waffle House, right? Yes, it's the Waffle House. It was built uh, in 1908. Um, George and Gertrude Waffle were prominent citizens. George was a, a pharmacist. and Gertrude was from a prominent social family in, in town and very successful couple and they built this gorgeous house they commissioned the architecture firm of wolf and mckenzie from san jose to uh, design the home and mm. yeah it's got elements of the prairie style architecture it's a two-story building with a basement um and it's oh, wow. it's not a pure prairie but it's got elements of the prairie style uh, with its low hip pitched roof and overhanging eaves that were typical of that and um, it has the square porch columns, 
contrasting horizontal trim. It's got some of the some of the key elements. Um, and then inside the building, it's got just gorgeous wood paneling and, and casework. Um, it's always fun for visitors to see. That's the first thing they always mention when they walk in. They go, oh, my gosh, the, the woodwork is so beautiful. Mm. And um, recently, we've uh, done some updating inside. Um, we've pulled out the, the 1970-era gold shag carpet, which <laughs> formerly adorned oh. the, the living room. And underneath... Um, is a beautiful oak inlaid border that goes about 18 inches around the room. And we're in the process of, of putting carpet in now in, in that with, uh, area, the recessed area. So it's, it's going to be beautiful. Yeah. So, wow. Wow. yeah, it's a really neat building. Very nice. Mm. Very nice. Um, you know, when we went in there, we were, um, number one, the building, like I, I like the porch. I'd like to be mm -hmm. sitting out there in the afternoon. Um, it looks like a wine time porch to me, just saying, <laughs> but it's really nice. And when you go in, um, you, what was surprising, well, number one, having a basement to me, I didn't expect that, that a building would have a basement in California for some reason. I think that, you know, my mind kept thinking basements are in the Midwest and back East, but apparently I'm wrong. So there we go. Yeah. Um, a lot but, of the older homes around here have those. Yeah. Wow. That's so cool. That's, well, yeah. because of agriculture, I, mm -hmm. I think you put the the harvest in the basement. Yeah, it right. makes a really good place mm -hmm. to store wine or, or root veggies. You know, the same reason they yeah. would have had them back east or the Midwest. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, yeah. It, it's very cool, literally. So yeah, yeah. yeah. And then now the porches, the porches on the okay. Waffle House used to be like like what you've mentioned, but to sit and, and enjoy. But um, over over the years, they were enclosed, and so now actually the enclosed porches are part of our display area. So oh wow, they're they no now longer open open air. Yeah, so because when we were in there, it would, was interesting is you have um, also Native American uh, history in there because uh, definitely in, in the territory that you're in, um, and then also John Steinbeck's family like lived there. Mm -hmm. Wow. His grandfather lived just over one street on uh, Monterey Street, right? And wow. he would come over during the summers and and stay with them for periods of time. So yeah, he spent he spent some good time here in in his youth. Nice. I know. I mean, cause, so when you're doing family research, if you are possibly a relative to you know John Steinbeck, this is the place for you to go. <laughs> this is the deal. Uh -huh. uh, it's so do you get a lot of people coming in? Because I remember like there being like a research room, like a library, and I'm seeing these really large old newspapers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're like books with newspapers, huge. And I remember like photographing some of them because it was just, I love looking at all the old ads and old notices. And um, yeah, I think you had like, a, didn't you have like a, a bandito running through town at one point? Um, oh, to, oh, we had to, Tiburcio Vasquez. Yeah. Yeah, he was yeah. a little bit. Yeah, he was our local bandito. Yeah. Cool. So cool. that was our guy. Everybody um, needs yeah. to have a bandito. But you have that research room, so do you get a lot of people coming in um researching their history because it done a lot of um San Benito County especially when you look at the ranching and agriculture, um, weren't these a lot of families that came across from the Midwest to, to San Benito? Right. And so um the research room will help people, um, you know, if you know some names to get us started, they will help you. Um, and this is by appointment, of course, because they need to 
find out what mm -hmm. they're looking for. And, and we have a, a, a large archival holding to pull from as we know what we're looking for. So um, that's why appointments are needed so that they can look look for you and, and be prepared when you come in because it takes some, some endeavor to get these big books down off the shelves and, and whatnot. It's not an instant thing. So um, in our holdings, we have such things as tax records, uh, marriage records, obituaries. Um, there are some family histories that are already compiled, but um, by no means it's, it's complete. So if you just happen to luck out and you've got one of the families that's already had a, a history compiled, then that <laughs> you hit the jackpot. Um, we have school yearbooks, uh, phone directories, the, the newspapers you talked about, um, hmm. business records, photographs, of course, and and more. <laughs> so we're we're happy to help people um, look through any of the things that we hold in our archives, and that's uh, for free. There's no charge for that. We just ask that you make an appointment. And um, anything that you need uh, assistance-wise outside of our holdings. Um, we can we can assist with that too on an appointment basis, but that would there would be a charge with that if we have to go outside of the holdings that we already have. Oh wow! So, yeah. and you're near the county uh, offices too, and don't we don't are go there yeah. for information yeah. as well. Uh huh. Yeah. We can send them there and tell them where to look. But um, hmm. yeah, neat. So neat. and and I'll I'll tell you there is a backlog because we have more people looking for stuff than we have staff to do it. So uh, it's a popular, it's a definitely popular place. Wow. Right. Hmm. It's like a treasure hunt. Yeah, we want to look up more <laughs> on the Bacon family because um, oh yeah, Glenn Burrows from England. Uh, he's our family history expert in England, and he takes people on tours from America going to England to go find their ancestry. And he takes them to where their ancestors were or if they uh, were um, in, you know, fighting in World War II, they take, he takes them to the old airfields. You know, all, it's crazy mm -hmm. like how this happens. Mm -hmm. And we were on a show once and, and Jim Ostick, you know him, he was on, we were talking about the Bacon Ranch at Pinnacles National Park. And, and Glenn uh -huh. goes, I'm a bacon. And so now <laughs> we're trying to figure out, and I found an article that I think was um, connected to your website. And uh, on the history of the Bacon family, but we're trying to go further into the English side. I think we, it goes back to Ohio. Ohio. Um, I think they were the first uh, ranchers in San Benito County. But we're trying to find mm -hmm. more on the Bacons to see if Glenn is and that comes from a California mother. Bacon. <laughs> yeah, and that comes from his mother's side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that would be so neat you know, to find out. It's, it, when you start getting into it, we realize that we're all connected in some way. There's going to be that one thread. And um, Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I know a lot of people travel just for family history and to, to look it up uh -huh. and stand where their family was. So it's wonderful that you have this resource. But like you're saying, you better make an appointment because there's a lot of demand for that. Um, one little rumor I heard, a little birdie told me that, you know, when we were there at the museum, it was open by appointment and we were very lucky to be able to spend some time in the museum and look at all the artifacts. And you had like phonographs and musical instruments and you had parts of the pharmacy. Like you had so many interesting things mm -hmm. in the museum, um, but it was by appointment only. But I heard that um, the museum is going to be opening this November, uh, November 17th, a grand reopening where you're going to have a docent um, that will be open as, as, as possible with the museum. Right. So, um, you know, for a couple of years now, sadly, we haven't had it open regular hours due to a lack of a docent. And so, you know, we have done our best to 
rectify that. And so on November 17th, we are going to have a reopening of the museum and it will be open regular hours on, right now we're envisioning part day Friday and part day Saturday. And we'll see how that is received by the public. And, you know, maybe we'll have to adjust it to more hours on Saturday and fewer hours on Friday, but we'll, we'll work through that. And uh, basically we will be open regularly for people to, to come by. And that's been part of the problem is, you know, they come by, they see this museum and it's always got a closed sign. So that's just, mm-hmm. that's no good. So we are refreshing the displays. Uh, Charlene Van Roy, our museum director, has been very busy scurrying around, refreshing displays, building new ones. Um, it's all going to be new and fresh. And uh, some of the displays will feature occupations, early occupations in the county, uh, doctors, school teachers, things wow. like that. And, uh, of course, the George Waffle Pharmacy is getting mm-hmm. freshened up, that display. There's a uh, section for just Native Americans, and we're working with one of the local tribes to um, improve the museum exhibits there. And it's exciting to start that cooperative uh, effort because we're going to carry that out to the park as well. And, uh, oh, excellent. So that's exciting. Yeah, the historical mm-hmm. park is just a magical place. And I remember uh, one of our travel writers, Linda Kassam, the food, wine, shopping diva, mm-hmm. got to see it before we did. We hadn't got up to San Benito County yet, but she was there like, I would say, two to three weeks before us. And she called in for her radio show to tell us all about San Benito County. And she just said, you have to go to this historical park. And we're like, well, tell us about it. She goes, well, just wait until we see this. She goes, you're, it, you're, there's nothing like this. It's like, it's like a village. And it's like, here's all the buildings. And here's all like the wagons. She goes, you're going to trip out. <laughs> and so we got there. We're like, we have to go. We have to go. We get there. And uh, we took a tour. And, and then we went back again and done videos and it is to me one of it's so fascinating to you step back in time in these old buildings to remember what it was like to not have an outhouse <laughs> to what pet a peddler's wagon um but connecting back to the pharmaceutical side of uh, Mr. Wapple I remember when we first went there you just acquired this I think you, you had the next to the old jail this collection uh-huh. Of course, we always go to the jail first, right? <laughs> Pay our respect <laughs> before we get hi. put in there. Yeah. Um, but there was this was so neat because you had this whole new exhibit, or I, I don't think it was open yet for the public, um, with all these medicine bottles. And I think those are really trippy to look at, what we used mm-hmm. to take yeah. as medicine. You know, we just opened yeah. the visitor center there last year. Um, that was that was my baby to work on. And, uh, oh, wow. So, yeah, it's got all the, the pharmaceuticals, which, um, you know, we've, we've removed the ones that are scary. <laughs> there, there, was all, there was all manner of things out there. And so that's, that's been tidied up. And so it's, we envisioned that it being like, like what you'd walk into in the general store. You'd come in to collect your mail and, and uh, maybe in later years make a phone call on the switchboard. And uh, we have... Uh, uh, the cowboy area. We have books. We have um, odd odds and ends inventions. <laughs> so you know some old washing machines, and I, I can't tell you all the secrets of what some of wow. the things are, but there's some very unusual machinery items in there. Um, and so we uh, are looking for a docent for that as well. And I think we have mm-hmm. a candidate that just stepped up this week. That uh, so I think that's going to be staffed. Uh, as well on Saturdays. 
Um, and until that person gets in place, the guys next door at the other new exhibit there is the uh, Model Railroad Association is oh, redoing yeah. the, the old Ferrando house there. And they're in the process of setting up their train exhibit, which is going to be really neat when they're done. But right now they're they're open and they'll be happy to take uh, you through on a tour and, and let you see how they build the scenery and whatnot. And they're actually running the trains. It's just the scenery is not complete yet. But it's, it is fun to see the, the, the making of the exhibit. So they will actually bring folks over and show them the, the visitor center in our wow. absence. So, yeah, it's it's a happening place. It's really if you haven't been there for a little while, um, you need Time to come to out. Back. Yeah, I've, mm -hmm. you've got the Willow Creek School, um, the schoolhouse. You've got the dance hall, and I like the, the, the dance we hall. like the cottage bar, of course. Of course, everyone's favorite. Yeah, we had a good time in there, but I remember the railroad um, was at the very beginning, the last time we were there, that um, I think uh -huh. just at the very beginning of that exhibit coming in. And really what's also neat, I think, for people are, you know, the, the old farm equipment, you know, this is just fascinating to look at and think about how things have changed from then to now. You know, it, it's changed right. so much. That's that's kind of at the, the far north end of our area is the open. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Days where we have the old farm equipment. And um, so you can walk through there and there's uh, interpretive signage there. And then you come into the main part of the park, which is it, it kind of starts off with the big Ferrando barn, which we just last week had a barn sale. We brought that back after many years of absence. Wow. That was a craft fair and, uh, you know, uh, antique vendors and whatnot. And then we had our first barn sale for a long time very well received and we're looking at doing it again in the spring and it's probably going to become a quarterly event and cool. that's going to be one of our major fundraisers going forward so that was a lot of fun got a lot of folks a lot of a lot of traffic out there it was fun cool. i was going to say this is another place for people to go and look family history wise you never know you know, if, if one of your so ancestors were in the schoolhouse, you know, mm. you never know. Uh -huh. Maybe in the jail, you never know. <laughs> you know. I know where I'd be looking. I know. But this is also in such a beautiful setting. Um, it is actually yeah, within really a county pretty. park. I mean, people can go have a picnic. Um, there's a few to enter the park. And can't people camp there or something as well? No, not at oh, this time. Okay. It's, it's, there's no camping. Although, you know, okay. looking down the road, planning-wise, that that's something that we would we would love to see because this area certainly needs additional campgrounds to mm -hmm. help the folks that are going out to the pinnacles and and you know getting turned away because they're so busy. So yeah, you know, we're we're still in growing pains with them and trying to figure out how to make it a really good experience for everybody. So we are a really good way station if you're on your way to the pinnacles and you need to. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, you know, no. cool your jets for a little while, while because you know the, they do get busy, Especially and in the there's only limited parking there. Yeah, so they're trying to address their parking issues, and in the meantime, if we get people looking for something to do, you know, we try to show them a good time at our little park, 
And it, we're a great place to have a picnic and spend a couple hours walking around. And there is a hiking trail that goes up behind. We have a, about a mile and a quarter of hike, hiking trails within our oh. park. Oh, wow. And you can walk up. You can start at the north end of the park, walk through our village, and then head up the trail. And then kind of you back around be up at an elevation behind the buildings and come out in an overview that you can see the whole uh, Trespinos Creek down below. So wow. it's, it's really a pretty oh, place. Right. Oh, wow. So basically, this is another one-hour walk for us. I like this. It absolutely would be. We love our one-hour walk. We love that. I'd like to get the peddler's wagon and just go see the country by driving with the little peddler's wagon and a donkey or two. Really? Yeah, I think it would be fun. I think it would be cool. Not on freeways, obviously. Just go on little country roads. And we get a gramophone and put it in there and play the gramophone while we're doing that. Sell elixir. Okay. Nice. That sounds this, like fun. This, is, this is a whole new Love Your Parks tour <laughs> brought to you by Big Land. Yes. I'm sure nothing will I go think wrong. That must have been a cool life lifestyle, just traveling in your little sounds kind of similar to what we do. And and your little gypsy you wagon. Yeah. 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 Paint your cool. wagon and yeah. it'll paint it. Well, I love this. Now, I'm assuming you've seen our peddler's wagon. Yes. 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 We love it. Yeah. yeah okay. I want so it. It's. <laughs> <laughs> it, it needs help, but uh, good luck with I that. Can imagine when it's, yeah, <laughs> you need a wagon mechanic. My mind just went, you know, into what it would be like to be a on the road peddler mm. in that little wagon. Wow. Uh, it's kind of a well, big they, wagon. You know, they talk about the, the the people that worked that peddler's wagon would have picked up produce over in the Central Valley, and mm-hmm. then they would have come around up through South County and selling produce and I, I'm just having a hard time understanding that because it seems like to me everybody would have been growing their own but apparently they made a living doing this so you know they and must have had some hard thing, goods as well I think they sold the elixir <laughs> yeah Nancy no I'm thinking maybe they, they had something else well, it wasn't all laudanum and elixir little moonshine tonics I don't know. I, I do want to bring up that uh, there's uh, your annual events. You have blue, this is a perfect bluegrass venue. You've got two festivals, 2019 um, events. You've got April 20th is the Brookdale Bluegrass Festival, and then August 10th through 12th is the Good Old Fashioned Bluegrass Festival, and then September 7th through 8th. This is all again in 2019 is the Civil War Days, and I've seen photos of this, and it's just like the perfect setting. Everyone's all dressed up and you know, running around on horses. And uh, have you been to any of the events that, that are out at the at the park? No, oh, I've been to all of them. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> of course I have. Um, yeah, the blue. I love Bluegrass Festival. I always have. And I was really excited when we started bringing the good old-fashioned Bluegrass Festival. And it's, it's uh, had its third year there now. And it's really hugely successful. Great music. What I like about it is you can wander around. Um, you know, that's an event where all the folks that are taking part in the festival, the musicians, they do camp on site for the weekend. And you can wander around and they do tailgate jams. And it's just the funnest thing to walk around and just hear as you go past everybody's little camp setup. You hear different music and people practicing their jams and stuff. And it's just so neat and just well, amazing cool. musicianship. And there's families, so there's these little kids that are just busting out these bluegrass tunes that are just unbelievable, you know. And then the older folks. Your, yeah, you just drive up in your little peddler's wagon and make yourself some 
Yeah. <laughs> have a little moonshine and listen to the music. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. So it, that's a fun music festival. And they have a couple stages. We've got the Delbert Doty Memorial Stage. That's the Aww. big stage that was built. <laughs> Good old Delbert, you know. Delbert yeah. and Don. Yeah. And they, they got that stage built. And it's the the, the main stage. And it, it's the, the, the big event stage. And then there's other uh, smaller venues. So there's always music going on. And so there's, uh, you know, three stages. So nice. it's, a, it's a fun day, a fun weekend, I should say. Mm, nice. So, Very and then nice. the, the Brookdale, uh, that, this was their first year there. And so they're going to be coming back. So that's a little bit smaller event. Um, Civil War Days is just amazing. Um, on Friday, we have it, it's open for, for kids' days. And so that's an ed, totally educational where the um, reenactors set up various stations that the school kids go around to and learn about different aspects of the the time. So there might be um, somebody talking about clothing and the dress of the day, you know, describing mm. all the things that people would have worn. That's always really interesting. Um, somebody else talks about uh, battle strategies, which you might think, hey, what's that all about? But it's really interesting. Um, they talk about the economics of the time and you know how the war was financed and some of the ramifications of that which is really educational i learned something every time hmm. things that i didn't wow. know they they talk specifically about how california was engaged in the war and you know what the benefits were and as far as california um being a state you know and and how that benefited the, the u.s government um yeah, so it's it's a really interesting thing. And then, of course, we have the, the cottage bar open and the soldiers come in to get their sarsaparilla in the middle of a battle. So it's always kind of a a funny thing that didn't really happen. But it's, you know, it's interesting because the folks get to hobnob with the soldier reenactors and that's, it is fun. Very cool. This I is like fun, man. Yeah. I know. I want to give the website out again for people to keep up with the events. It's SBC historicalsociety.org. The other thing, too, I wanted to touch on Hollister, the downtown district. So I remember getting a beautiful booklet with the sketchings of the different buildings, and that was done by the Historical Society, right, where you could go and right. look at the different buildings in, down, mm -hmm. in the downtown district of Hollister. And to me, it was really interesting because there were so many different types of architectural styles for people to look at all throughout the 18th right. Yeah, from like looking at like my notes, it's like 1860s to the 1940s, pretty much. That you can span when you're walking around. It's very neat. Yeah, very so neat. we've got a variety of, of architectural styles that are that are highlighted in that book. Um, there's the Queen Anne and East Lake Victorian styles, um, the Prairie style, which is what the um, the Wapple House Museum is. Um, there's Craftsman, Italianate, um, and some of the noted architects for, for some of those buildings were William Weeks. He did the, the old um, Hazel Hawkins Hospital. Hmm. Um, and Wolf and Mackenzie did the museum as well as a number of other homes in town. And then Wolf partnered up with a, a fellow named Higgins and did some other homes as well. So there's some, some beautiful homes both in town and out in the country as well. So. Um, there is talk, I will give you a sneak preview, there is talk Ooh. of a home tour coming up in 2019 that, that should be fun, that'll be a fundraiser, 
might be combined with wine tasting. I don't know. Ooh. Don't I'm I'm just saying might be fun. I'm, I like I like I like ladies. Should like we you let you know the, the dates? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you know the dates, yeah, let you'll us be know. the first to know once we get the dates. You'll be the first. Okay, to know. okay, cool. Okay, <laughs> and we'll feature that up on nationalparktraveling.com, uh, everyone as well. Uh, but uh, you know what? It's such a beautiful destination. Uh, again, you've got history, you've got nature, you've got wine because there's a beautiful wine tasting trail with beautiful wines, <laughs> and uh, mm-hmm. there's bird watching, incredible bird watching. Nancy and I've seen. Uh, bald oh, yeah. eagles, uh, uh, golden mm. eagles, uh, there's condors, you know, so if you're lucky, you might be able to see one of the uh, condors reintroduced into the area um, up in Pinnacles National Park, but they do fly outside the park. <laughs> so mm-hmm. there's just so much. And that, like, uh, you know, Anita was telling us, don't forget the geological aspects of it, too. There's like, you can do a history walking tour in the downtown Hollister. You've got an, there's art as well. So you'll see murals and sculptures. And uh, there's also one that shows the, you know, the geological movement of, of the mm-hmm. community. So, and, and something else that we've been talking about doing um, out at the park next year um, is going to be a, a series of natural history educational um, events. And they'll be very family oriented. And we want to cover things such as um, the, geo- the geology of the park out there, the riparian uh, creekway oh. systems, you know, the, the natural waterways and flora and fauna associated with that. Um, the birds, of course, would be another one, and some of the other um, mammals and things. There, there's a lot of natural history going on out there that would be, I think, fascinating. So that's another way we're going to make use of our historic park. Um, I'll, I'll tell you a little side story. When I was out there a couple of weeks ago setting up for the barn sale, I was out there by myself in the early evening, and I heard some just really weird noises. It turned out to be a bobcat that was in one of the oak trees. And I walked around oh, the wow. corner and, and I guess startled it and it hopped down out of the tree and scurried up the hill and that was the last I saw of it. But yikes. Wow. <laughs> that is cool. It's the wild kingdom. <laughs> I know. That's so awesome. cool. We saw a bobcat out there too. Yeah, we did. When we mm-hmm. when we it, not at the park, but it was around the corner. There was that you have like a is it Thousand Trails or Thousand Oaks or something? Oh, thousand, yeah, it's Sienega Road. Uh-huh. Yeah, we saw one out there. And uh, mm-hmm. it's so funny because you don't think of them in trees for some reason because here you always see them running down a wash. or see right. We're mm-hmm. here in Tucson right now, for now, for the next few months here before we hit the road full time again. And um, it's so, you know, when we walk out there, you'll see them down on the ground or on neighbors' walls. Um mm-hmm. but, they do get up on the saguaro cactus. That's the coolest thing. And oh I don't my know gosh. how they do it. I know. They Bert, must have just really fuzzy, hard pads on their I don't feet know. that protect they do them. It. Yeah. yeah, snakes get yeah. up there. Birds. I mean, I don't even understand, but you'll see like little hummingbirds and stuff just hold on to the thorns. And it's like, really? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how, how it's all happening, but apparently it does. Yeah. You know, so there it is. But, uh, Everybody, again, sbchistoricalsociety.org. We want to thank you so much for joining us on Big Bend Radio. Anita, I uh, hope you come back. We've got lots to talk mm-hmm. about, it sounds like, over the years. So uh, we'll Yeah, well, soon. we'll keep you updated. Awesome. Yeah. Thank awesome. You. We love that. Uh, everyone, don't forget Big Blend Radio airs uh, right on bigblendradio.com. Go there for the schedule. Uh, there's always something good to listen as shows go live, or you can listen anytime on demand. And uh, we always like to play music for our guests. And uh, I know we touched on family history, but I just kind of feel like this music kind of goes with the area. And you were talking about bluegrass festivals. And um, this is from Bill and the Bells. They're out of uh, Tennessee. And this is off of their album, Dream Songs, Etc. 
And this is called Finger Pointing Mama. Because finger, <laughs> the Finger Pointing Mama could probably ride that peddler's wagon with no problem. <laughs> so here it is, everyone. Finger Pointing Mama. And you can keep up with Bill and the Bells. Just go to BillandTheBells.com. Take care, Anita. Okay, thanks. Oh, Cut you down to size. Finger pointing, mama. How come you don't act your way? Instead of staying out all night drinking, ain't been home in three days. You mixed up, you messed up. Finger pointing, mama. That's all. Mama, every time you point that finger at me, there's three pointing right back at you. Yeah, finger pointing mama, always trying to start a riot. She's screaming and hollering, telling me to be quiet. I ain't said a word to you, mama, gonna cut you down the side. Finger pointing mama, you keep pointing the thing at me. About to lose my cool, I lay six feet deep. In the deep blue sea, gonna pack 